thanks again for tuning in to our Enlightened Conversations, where this season we are deep diving into some tough topics with our guests. I will also be sharing some enlightened conversations with my favorite intergalactic being, Ralph, from my book, Conversations with Ralph, as well as some new, never-been-heard-of conversations with them. You hear it all here, real, raw, and rare, and all shared in an enlightened way. Hi, everyone. It's Michelle Lightworker here, and welcome to another episode of Enlightened Conversations. I'm super excited to be reconnecting with a previous guest that we've had on season two of the show, Lindsay Carricart-Jones, is it? That's your full name? Yeah. Yes. Sweet. And um, I just wanted to uh, share that um, this episode, we're going to dive into a pretty sensitive topic um, that Lindsay and I have decided that we're going to you know, tackle the the tough topics, of course, this season, and it's on suicide. So it is. It's it's like I'm really looking forward to it, and it's been a long time coming. But there's also a part of me that's a bit, yeah, a little bit um, nervous about it because it's such a big topic to talk about. But um, welcome, Lindsay. Thank you, Michelle. It's so good to be here with you again. Yeah, it's so lovely, and I feel so safe talking about this this topic with you. Um, you bring a wealth of experience to the table. I just want to say thank you for for showing up for this topic yeah thank you thank you for creating the space for that too because it is you know me I I, I love the heavy dense topics it's just such a powerful thing to be able to to have the spaces to bring these conversations for people so back at yeah. you as well yeah, thank you, yeah. sweetheart. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, for those of you who don't know Lindsay, I'm going to formally introduce her so you you can hear a bit about her. This wonderful being, uh, Lindsay, is a new thought spiritual practitioner and master spiritual psychology coach. She's obsessed with all things human design, which I'm I'm really excited to dive into and talk to her on that topic today, and also about the evolution of human consciousness, which I am super obsessed about as well. So we share that in common, Lindsay. I love it. Um, after battling addiction, depression, anxiety, and chronic illnesses the first half of her life, she had a spiritual awakening in 2014, which launched her on a path of her own healing and evolution, as well as sparking her passion for helping others liberate themselves from the bondage of life in the matrix. Welcome. Welcome, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you. I love that you're obsessed with the evolution of human consciousness. It's like, every, and I know I love that you are too, because it really, I just, it's the first thing that I really understood was like, this is why we're here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just think um, when I, when I first got handed the baton to teach a class of adults and it was on a topic that we had to have um, like heard before the, the previous day. I was studying Steiner education at Passable College in Sydney. And my topic that I had to summarize for the first time in front of 20 adults was the evolution of human consciousness. Not kidding. (laughs) So perfect. (laughs) I lit up like a sunshine beam. It was just the craziest experience. I had no clue that that was going to light something inside of me. And, And it's never been the same since then. There you go. It's funny how that happens, right? With with those things that come into our life. That was me with with spiritual practitioner and spiritual psychology coaching and just consciousness in general. It's it's I I thought that I wasn't a science person like the whole time I was in school, especially high school. And you know, I come back around to this stuff later on, and I'm just the the way that these topics light me up it's just like oh wow right we have those funny synchronicities that just leading us along our path right where we need to be yeah absolutely agree I mean apparently Steiner was a spiritual scientist and I I bummed out in science at school but I absolutely love spiritual science so there you go right exactly exactly he was fascinating Steiner fascinating yeah yeah Yeah. it's interesting I I did a bit of like reading on suicide and Steiner's views on it um yesterday just to sort of brush up on what like his views were and it was quite interesting because when I was studying Steiner education the teacher Mm. that was talking about suicide at the time he said it's like you're on a train and and the the train Mm -hmm. is going full speed ahead 
and then you decide to jump off the train. It's like that. So you can still mm-hmm. see the train going, but you've jumped off. So there's a sort of feel a good good explanation in that. It's like you can still see it all happening, but you've jumped off it and you have no control. And it's sort of like I think people like think suicide. I know for me in my 20s, you know, I thought I was suicidal at 20 because I had an eating disorder and I was just debilitated. I literally was in so much pain I just wanted out. So for me, I understand mm-hmm. and I can relate to suicide in that res- respect from a, I can't do it, I can't deal, like I just want out. But when you look yeah. at it like that, it's like it's not actually, it's creating a more powerless, it's almost like creating what you don't want. And I know that's hard for people to talk, to think about because their loved ones might have suicided and they're thinking, oh, no, I at least they're at peace. But sometimes it can be the opposite and it's hard to talk about that. I totally agree with that. And and for me too, that's why one of the reasons, right, like I was so willing to talk about this conversation as someone myself, the same thing in my 20s when I was stuck in battling addiction and depression, the thought crossed my mind multiple times, you know? And I think too, being able to be more open about, hey, it, it's not necessarily abnormal to have the thought of, you know what, it might be easier to just be done here, right? When things are really hard, but there's so much stigma around even that, right? And then my older sister did end her life by suicide in 2020. And so it's something that's been near and dear and impacted me, you know, directly. And then I also over the last few years have known several other people that have chosen that route as well. And, you know, it's my beliefs. We don't end with death, right? I don't believe we end with death. And I don't believe that our, our energy and our consciousness is this separate fixed thing that's attached to, you know, one life or one incarnation. So it really then leads my mind and myself to start thinking about it, like you're saying on that higher level of like, so if I was to choose to exit, you know, through that means, well, what then is actually occurring with my evolution of consciousness, my higher self, my soul, spiritual evolution, you know, and obviously we don't know the answers to those things, but I just think it's so powerful to be able to even contemplate it or discuss it without without all of the the you know the stigma that's usually attached to someone sort of looking at oh you've had a suicidal thought well yes you know has your life never been such a struggle right it's just (laughs) we tend to uh uh minimize and hide away how hard life as being a human can be yeah especially the last years like especially the last few years yeah Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I have just, you know, to be fully transparent, maybe a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I, I, my brother suicided in 2017. Um, and um, he, there's a, there's a really uh, long history with him and with mental health issues, mental illness, and also mm-hmm. suicide ideation. Um, and I, the first time he tried to suicide, um, I was 17 and we found him at the top of the stairs, um, you know, with uh, with uh, pills everywhere. So he'd, um, you know, and he wasn't a pill popper, but he just had taken the pills to, 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 to do the deed and he had his stomach pumped and, and, and there was a long, there was a series of repeats over the years for different reasons across, um, he was 19 at that time and, um, and eventually suicided when he was 47 and there was at least seven or more attempts during that lifespan. And the mm. the way that affected me and my relationship with him and my relationship with my own spirituality and acceptance and letting go and not being attached to people being here, but also loving them. And, oh, gosh, it was just a major, like, journey from for me from that point of view. And also I've had um, a, a grandmother who's, who... Um, you know, we think suicidal. Well, she was crying out for help and and fell from a balcony. Like I'm going to do it, and then, you know, and actually slips kind of thing, and it happened. Um, but she was also mm. struggling from mental health, and I also had a a non paternal grandfather suicide um, in carbon carbon monoxide poisoning. So I've I've had like I didn't know him though, but it sort of begs the question of well, like I've I've got multi generational suicide in my family and. I wonder how much of the unresolved aspects of those 
people like flow through down into our DNA, into our own multi-generational trauma. And that's another thing to think about as well in this big topic. Totally. And I, I get like chills when I think about it because it is so powerful. And that, and it's the same in my family, right? The mental health issues, the addiction issues, the depression, um, it runs, it runs in the family. And I remember my mom telling us uh, one of her, one of her cousins had tried to suicide by jumping off of a bridge and didn't succeed. And one of the things that was so sort of intense when I received the news of my sister was she had been struggling massively with her, again, her mental health and her drinking was exacerbating everything. And it, it, from my own experience with how I tried sort of the sideways way, I tried sort of like not directly ending my life through the way that I was using drugs and alcohol when I was addicted, right? Like deep, deep down when I was addicted, I was just hoping I wasn't going to wake up one day yeah. and I didn't have the the guts to just end it. I did something kept me going through that. So when I received the news of my sister and she actually had, you know, did it by hanging. And I, I remember just being like, I, I can't, I never would have thought she would have the guts like, and, and, and I don't, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to talk about because I don't want to talk about it. Like it's a, a good idea to glamorize it, but like, and then I remember talking to my dad after it and him, he was the one that put that to words of like, I can't, like she had the balls to do it, the guts to do it, you know? Yeah. And that right there told me also that my dad could relate to having had thoughts before, you know, because you don't, you don't, you don't sort of recognize that it would take guts to make that sort of choice unless you've been in that low, deep place of like having thought about it. And I really, really, truly believe after the months after my sister was gone, I spent a lot of time, more time than any other point in my life in contemplation of death and our consciousness and you know, what's really going on for us uh, when we make choices like that and all of the things. And, and it really seemed apparently obvious to me that that part of her exit was connected to these patterns playing out in our lineage. And then part of my own path in the healing and the expansion as a result of this stuff was also connect these patterns playing out in our lineage and in our DNA. And I really, really believe this time that we're in right now, uh, you know, ever since like 2020, especially until now with, with so many people exiting the earth plane, however they do it, it's, it's really feeds then to the evolution of our consciousness collectively as a whole and, and, and where we really are going. Right. Because I've really believed We've got to we've got to resolve these loops within ourselves. I the agree. loops of the emotional overwhelm, the loops of the trauma, right? Right. I agree. I agree, Lindsay. I I know that sometimes uh, situations feel hopeless or overwhelming, but un unless we actually at those moments in time value our journey and value the fact that if we don't resolve this it will just keep getting passed on we'll have to keep repeating it like a, a record on repeat or we'll hand the back and let's say and or because it's both um and or we hand the baton over to our children to deal with to our grandchildren to deal with as well like you know so we may we may still hand that baton over even if after we've crossed over, we find a way to resolve it, which some souls do, but they still have to uh, yeah. accept help with it. There's not uh, there's not a um, a soul that's crossed over that won't be seeking some help somewhere, whether it's from entities on the other side or understanding the story more clearly from a distance from here. It's harder to do, and because mm. they don't have a body, and there's a separation from. Mm being able to work things through the way we can work things through here to know 
when things are cleared and when things are how to how to address the psychosomatic symptoms and it's it's a it's a it's a bit harder it's not as earthed it's a bit more vague so in 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 some respect it's like until they come back in oh you've jumped out hey i'm back yes you were like hey. in the middle of something so good ah oh, i know i i cuz i'm i'm thinking wow that's interesting that happened because we were talking about you know um not having a body and it's a little bit like that like symbolically what just happened how hard it was you were there but then you weren't there and then you're trying to connect with me, but you couldn't and there's a, a real disconnect. And I, Look, I, I think that that is a valuable aspect. I'll probably keep that bit in the show just so that people can see what happens and mm-hmm. and, and and that's an example of what the frustration is that, that they're trying to reach us to resolve things. It takes two people yeah. sometimes. It takes a conversation. It takes some, you know, it takes what it takes to resolve what we need to resolve. Mm-hmm. And it can be that frustrating. And I'm just going to continue to speak to that, that, you know, whether we're having a conversation with people, um, a therapist or the actual person directly, sometimes we just can't do this stuff on our own when it comes to suicide, Um, you know, um, and hopefully by Lindsay dropping out again right now and she's back, um, we can see that frustration is is evident um with with people who have suicided so the frustration is real people um and for those of you who think that it's too hard to to deal with anything it's never too hard when you accept help and you yeah i'm just gonna if you've got something to say on that lindsay because i can see that you're back but your your video is not on but if you want to speak to that audit on an audio level Definitely, definitely. It's it, exactly like you're saying, you know, when we can start to get, get, accept that, right? Because I feel like so much of the suicide conversation is connected back to feeling hopeless and alone, right? And the moment we can begin to, you, anyone, you know, if you're, if you're feeling this, if you're struggling, if you've been experiencing this, It's just to really understand that there are, there is someone, there are people who understand and, and it's, you're not alone and it's not hopeless because there is always solution. There is always answer, right? Yep. Exactly what I was saying. Just when I lost you there, like whether we need to reach out to a therapist or, uh, you know, a person that we know will understand or the actual person we've got to talk to about it to resolve how we're feeling. It might be that we have an issue with somebody. We just feel like we can't resolve and it feels hopeless and we want out, you know, but yeah, it takes what it takes. And it some, and it is all about reaching out for help. I actually pulled this card before we came on today. I'll just share it with you. And it's um the nine of fire. Please. And I can't really, um you know, show you too, too much. I'll read it out though. Um, the actual nine of fire says, don't give, don't give up, uh, protect that, which you've created, have courage and believe in yourself. Um, you've put a lot of work and energy into this situation. This card comes as a sign for you to actively project, protect what you've created or earned, have courage and believe in your ability and right to defend the fruit of your labors, strengthen your resolve and don't give up. You possess the wisdom and stamina to bring this situation to an agreeable conclusion. Mm -hmm. However, it's important to open your mind to the assistance and points of view of others. Additional meaning of this card, be prepared, being prepared, physical strength, feelings of paranoia, tiredness. So, yeah, it's interesting, right? I heard most of that card. Okay. <laughs> so don't give up, accept help, um, protect what you've created. This is your life, you know. Um, it is your journey. Don't be ashamed of your journey. We all have dark spots. We all have struggles, right? it's all counts that too michelle right like just bringing up that like the darkness and the struggle and the shame and the guilt i feel like those energies are such a key part of what perpetuates giving up right because the shame it's just such a dense Mm. we've lost Lindsay again but no surprises there it's it's a really tough topic that we're talking about i'm sure Lindsay will will keep um, persisting 
Um, but yeah, she was talking about, yeah, just the shame. And you're back, Lindsay. We got you back. The shame. Yeah. I'm feeling shame on my internet. I don't know, but really. <laughs> it's yep. just such a heavy debt. Separate. And that's where the emotional side of it, right? The trauma, the healing, it's just those those heavy dense emotions makes feel so alone and so separate but yes. the thing is is that's the biggest lie we can tell ourselves right we yes. all understand the feelings and the emotions and the pain and we just people have been there yes people have been there and and so yeah i i do want to say that for people anybody who really feels that and and, you know, maybe struggling or feeling the heaviness or feeling like it, it's hopeless. It, it's not. And yeah, you're just, you're never alone. Even no. when it. Even when you drop out, just like Lindsay just did. I know I'm not alone. Lindsay's sending her energy to us. And I think that the topic that we're listening to, well, having so many dropouts like this, it's it's like, I've never had this before, but I feel like it's like, the universe, the spiritual realm is confirming the struggle um, like in real time so that you can see what we're talking about. Um, Suicide is not the answer. It, you know, if you if you continue to drop out, um, or, you know, it's interesting, Lindsay, I'm saying how, how incredible it is to have this happening and this is how frustrating it would be for someone who's suicided to try to reach people. Yeah. And you think about that, that's like really, right? Like just the, the, it, and it almost feels like it's like, uh, uh, and you just constantly feel like, right? Like you're not connecting or you're not being heard or you're not being understood. And, and for, for both sides, right? Someone who exits that way. And then the people that are left behind and it's like, we don't realize, right? Like you, you touched on it before. There is still the ability to make the connection and resolve the things even right without the body but then those that are still in a body many people it's so they don't even realize they can connect right and I think that that's what perpetuates such deep grief for people is this idea of like okay you know regardless of how someone transitions regardless of how somebody dies the people who are still here in human form it's it's like oh and because gone they're just gone and now I can't talk to them again it's like that that's what really perpetuates the grief that that people tend to like get kind of lost in or get stuck in it's like when we really expand our consciousness and evolve our consciousness to recognize just because someone's not in a body anymore doesn't mean they can't be accessed and you can't you know still connect and talk but I think that's a whole evolution that has to happen with us collectively as well to really be able to understand that wisdom from our ancestors and our relatives and any, it's all still there, right? And it's accessible through our own DNA and our own understanding and our own consciousness. And I just wanted to come back to something too, because uh, we got cut off when you were saying it. But when you were talking about the power of having the body to be able to resolve this stuff, that was just like such a powerful reminder of how potent it actually is and how blessed we are to have these bodies, right? Because especially the, the light workers, the star seeds, the empaths, right? Sometimes it gets hard to have these bodies, right? We feel everything and we feel so deeply and it can overwhelm us and it can be very easy to forget that it's actually such a gift. So I really just wanted to acknowledge the way that you put that. I thought that that was such a good nugget of like. Oh, oh just lost you. Yeah. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah. And it's been interesting because I've been um, in this uh, season of Enlightened Conversations, I've been going through my, my book Conversations with Ralph um in in every second week I've been rolling out like reading it like reading it um and the conversation that I had with this intergalactic being from another universe who's actually really human but they don't have bodies anymore and at their final incarnation where they don't have the bodies and it's almost like and he was imploring onto me how hard it is that people think it's easy not to have a body and he's saying no it's not it's really hard and the only way that they get 
through that last incarnation is to resolve all their business and they need to do that with our bodies and they need to do that talking and having conversations and a lot of group therapy and all those kind of things in a non-body form but they're still having to do the work so easy thing right you think you're escaping and I oh god that's just like you know when I was really contemplating it's uh, I, I said something and I said it feels like it felt like to me, and and I just want to make a little disclaimer, this is not an assumption or a blanket statement for, you know, everyone who may have suicided and transitioned that way, but it really felt like my sister and, and some other people I know had made that choice fueled by, I'm just not willing to face this crap, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, I totally relate to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. There is yeah. 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 There's no escape. Yeah. And it's just as frustrating as hell for people on the other side once they've done it. It's like, trust me, like I, I know I've had so so many numerous conversations with people who are suicide and, and are on the other side. And they're just like, damn, you know, um, I wish I could just rewind that and go back and do something different. Um, because it would have been so much quicker to resolve than having to go through all this and this struggle. And to see for them to see other people struggling because other people who can't really connect with them or finding it, like you said, challenging to even believe that or, or, you know, don't know how or what have you, to them being sitting with their unresolved business around the passing of of, of that loved one as well is, is really hard for them to watch. So then they've got that on top of it. <laughs> yeah, it just compounds, right? It, and that's anything unresolved. It's going to just, and so much of what we're clearing right now individually and collectively is the compounded unresolved stuff from the generations, from, yeah. from the past. And yeah, it's just, I'm, it's a profound time. It is a, it is a profound time. And, you know, and one of the things that um, when people feel lost and they're not connecting with their own higher self, because there's so much crap that they haven't dealt with and it may be trauma and I'm not putting them down on that. It might be that they've had compounded trauma, this happened and that happened and this happened and that, and they're just completely having a nervous breakdown. They're completely overwhelmed and drugging and they're drinking and they're, you know, trying to escape it all. Um, but what can happen is because the, the lostness of their sense of self or the dilution, what can happen is that other beings who haven't resolved their shit um, who <laughs> may well have suicided and they they come into that body for a little bit because they want to either stay escaping um, their own unresolved business by medicating and drinking or whatever, or they repeat offend and they and they go, well, the only way out of this body is the suicide again. You know, I'll find another one because this is not working for whatever reason. And it can be that people have, a you know, a walk-in or a possession and, and that's why they suicide as well. So the best prevention is resolving our shit. <laughs> so that we're no longer that like match for, because I think we forget that, right? The same way we're susceptible to physical noise that, that might be out there, right? And we hear it. It's like we, we can forget many people, I think, don't realize how susceptible we are also to like energetic noise, right? Noise in consciousness, other thought forms, entities, consciousnesses that may not be in a physical body talking to us. And you think, oh, these are my thoughts. They're not always, right? They're not always. It's where are we vibrationally in any moment that like we may be tuning in because the more we resolve that stuff, the more we clear it out, the more we transmute, the less we're that frequency match to be able to tune into those lower dense, you know, potentially suicidal or, you know, murderous or just the angry, hurt, low, dense thoughts and ideals. Yeah. One million percent. One million percent. And that's the best protection we can give our children to a own our stuff and resolve it and teach them how to recognize feelings and um, resolve them from an early age it's the best protection to understand their emotional energetic boundaries means that we a take responsibility for what you know our feelings are separate to taking responsibility for what someone else's feelings are which could be on an emotional level but then it can translate across to an energetic level and then therefore we have, you know, that walk-in stuff happening or that possession stuff happening. A lot of people say before people suicide, they just weren't themselves. So true. It is so true. It's like, mm. 
you know what yeah. there's a lot in that you know it's a lot in that right someone even the people that are still here right it's like they, we all have to work out our stuff too, because then otherwise you get compounded in your own guilt. And maybe I could have done something. Oh, I should have known. Right. And it's like, no, we have to, it's, you know, we have to make peace and resolve that within ourselves, whatever that again, enmeshment and codependency needs to be to clear out because ultimately we are all sovereign beings. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm really interested on your, on your take with the human design side of things and how that can be a prevention um, of mm-hmm. suicide because um, from what I'm seeing and understanding about um, this, this what I it's relatively new to me because I've you know in the last few months I've heard it, but what I've seen mm-hmm. is um, people are talking about like you're really owning your uniqueness in this world, and by doing that you're getting to know yourself and strengthen yourself coming from a place of what where your gifts are lying. Is that correct? Because I'm, I, I'm not, I haven't been taught in it or anything like that. So it would be great yeah, to hear how well, you feel about that. Totally correct. You're, you're, you're spot on and you're kind of a assessment of that. And that's exactly it. It's like in a nutshell, it from a human design perspective, when we're not living in alignment with our design, everything is a struggle when we're not in the design, right? If we're living like against our design, like for example, I'm a mental projector and I spent a bulk of my life trying to live like a generator because the world is predominantly generators. And then as a result, it never felt right. And it perpetuated this, like, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. Why can't I be more like that person? And when we then start to embrace and embody our design, it's like, the things we may be judged about ourselves, we find out are actually gifts. The things that we didn't understand, why am I that way? Why am I this way? We start to understand they're a huge part of what we're actually here to do, you know, within the individual and the collective and through human design, we also get to start understanding our role in the evolution and the mutation of humanity. And so it just, you know, it creates this shift of like struggle, to ease now not Mm. to say that there's obviously still normal human moments of course there is right you're still gonna have oh i'm sad today or oh i'm angry i don't want to (laughs) ever try to try to misconstrue the message like oh it's just gonna be great and perfect and everything's gonna be easy but so i just feel like so much of suicide is fueled by disconnection and self-rejection and so much of human design embracing your human design is about self-acceptance and self-acknowledgement and self-recognition, but not in a way that perpetuates more separation because it's not arrogant and egotistical. It's like, oh, I understand my place in the whole. I understand my role as part of the greater thing instead of trying to be this island unto myself. And with connection, I feel like that's the, the the biggest preventative for anything, you know, that there is, is that connection to our higher purpose and role. When we understand that, it just kind of drops everything into place. Ma- massively. And I always found in, in HR, you know, when I was working in HR, this sort of, um, I guess you could say this um, conflict that, that I see it with lightworkers today as well, with sovereign beings or our our uniqueness versus unity principle, which which is, you know, being part of a team or, you know, how do you find the balance and, and the okayness with being unique yet also part of? And it doesn't have to be, like you just said, it, it's like how am I part of the collective? Like how is this working? And it can be different, I'm sure, different from lifetime to lifetime because we're all everything. For this lifetime where we're playing out this aspect we really fully need to embrace is to see that as a resource for ourselves and also everyone else. And if we don't, if we continue to reject that and we, we think, oh, I need to be like that person or, gee, I'm not as this as that, or then we're comparing ourselves with other people's purpose rather than going, no, 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 that's none of my business. What is my business is owning and fully being who I am here to be and then embracing how that flows on to the rest of the collective. 
exactly that like so well said it's exactly that because it's you know it's also humbling when it, and that like you touched upon with the the thing we see playing out everybody everybody there's like this this subconscious inferiority in people you know everybody's trying to be special and unique but when we really understand this is why i love human design when we really understand oh i am special and unique because of this but then I'm also humbled by my role in the bigger picture. And it's that, right? It's that duality of like, yes, I am special and unique and individualized, but the truth of it is I'm actually everything and nothing. <laughs> yes. And, and then we end up celebrating everybody else's uniqueness. Yes. And so then no, instead of comparing us, really- yeah, instead of comparing ourselves, we're celebrating each other. And then there's a real feeling of unity in that. Yes. Oh my God, yes. And it stops being competition and it starts being true collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and then we and then this I love I love how I love how you're approaching this because it's it's really walking solutions, you know, walking prevention, walking joy, walking manifestors as well, because you're plugging into gifts rather than feeling lack so you're 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 plugging into your ability to generate more of of you know celebration the university it says oh I lo- oh you love who you are great yay let's give you more of that yes because i mean that's that's really understanding like how we're creating and why we create what we create and 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 what's missing when we keep creating that feeling of like oh well why isn't it working for me or why do i feel blocked or right all the the and then that's when we start looking well what are they doing and comparing and contrasting and it's just it really just brings it all back together to because when we understand that we are perfect as we are in this moment, it releases us from that needy energy of needing something, needing someone, needing, you know, the validation. And that's where I feel like liberation is. Yeah, that's awesome. I loved your example that you put on Facebook the other day of how you you found yourself in a spot where you weren't like, you know, um, feeling as if the abundance was coming in as much as it should or whatever. I can't remember. I vaguely remember something along those lines and then I just remember the solution was you decided to accept what was right in front of you or something like that. And then because you did that and you weren't in that needy space anymore, all of a sudden things started opening up for you. That's a good example of it, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. It's exactly that. Because when we're, when I, I spent so long trying to get to my success as a coach, as a guide, as a speaker, as a teacher, right? I, I spent so long chasing the success because I thought that where I was, was saying I wasn't successful. I wasn't happy with where I was. I was making it wrong. I was judging it. And so my success was always out of reach. And then the moment I just sat in my life and was like, if I really trust spirit, if I really trust that there is an intelligence, I have got to stop trying to change everything in my life and be where I am. And it was like, boop, the switch flipped <laughs> and that's when all the most and that's when it all just shifted for you but a freaking great example though I love that and I love that you have the humility on board to be able to share stuff like that because I think there's a lot of like um light workers out there comparing themselves to a lot of different people earning high income brackets and all those kind of things and it's become a little bit I don't know fine for people if that's what they're wanting to do but I kind of feel like that's not necessarily um everybody's not meant that's not wealth for everybody if you know what I mean so wealth comes in different forms and um and like you know I mean I could be working right now which I'm not I've retired but I could be working right now and be earning shitloads of money like I was but what I've chosen to do is I know I'm going to go traveling and I'm going to go do that for indefinitely because my the wealth the wealth for me is actually following the thread of where does spirit want me to go and it has to be moving somewhere like walk about on the land so that for me is wealth and lucky for me the universe is continually 
because I've said yes to that. Finding ways to throw money at me, okay, just not not ridiculous, likely. Um, yeah, I won't even go into it. Maybe off off air because it's a bit personal, but yeah. And it's like, okay, well, there you go. So that that happened because I said yes to the wealth of what I felt was pulling my soul. Yeah, I had a huge lesson with that over the last eighteen months because when I really admitted to myself that most of what I thought was my goals actually wasn't. I actually didn't, you know, I was chasing all of this, these numbers every month or, you know, for my life to look this way. And and then I was like, but actually if that is, is in alignment for someone, it's perfect for them. I'm happy for them. But one of the most profound moments for me was when I was actually able to admit it's not even what I want, right? Like this, the, the way that I'm living now way more simply and I feel wealthier than ever, right? And yes, part of that is the way that money flows and the ease that money flows, but I've stopped making it mean anything if I have a huge month, if I have a low month, if I don't, I right? Because to me, wealth, true wealth, it's so much more than, again, like, right, what's in the bank account? It's deeply, deeply connected to how am I living each day and where is my connection with spirit? And am I following that thread of, you know, being able to go here or there or put down something when it's time is done. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just a a profound liberation when we can finally admit to ourselves that maybe we've been chasing something that's not correct. Right. When we can stop and look at the thing that seems to be eluding us. And I know that a lot of people who are entrepreneurial or coaches or healers will probably resonate with this. If something has been like evading you and evading you and evading you, like maybe it's time to really examine, is it actually really, you know, what you want and what's correct for you and what's in alignment for you? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautifully said. That's beautifully said. It's confronting. It's confronting. (laughs) My God, so liberating! Yeah, when you get to that point and go, mm, not what I, not, 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 not really what I'm after. I'm, I'm much more after this other thing actually. When I really feel into it, and I think that's really being honest with ourselves too. I think it is a, a self worth issue, and I think it is a, um, yeah, stopping to compare ourselves with other people issue. It's a real no, no. Let me get let let me get busy really feeling into what I'm meant to be doing how I'm meant to be doing it, not, oh, that's working and that's, you know what I mean, almost getting caught up in the froth of other people's, what I'm going to say, Luciferic energy because, um, you know, Lucifer is this very, very, not de- devilish, it's not about that at all, just this expansive energy and Araman is this very contracted energy. So we've got Lucifer and Araman, the yin and the yang, of polarities of what I would call um, leading us to extremes, you know, so you can get really luciferic and really high, like, you know, evangelical, yeah. And then you can get really like contracted and depressed and we can swing. And I see these levels in how people are marketing their business and relating. And I wonder how sustainable that is for them or if they're just on a little bit of an addiction trail, whether it's the misery addiction trail of it's not enough and I'm not doing good enough, or if it's the other end of the spectrum of I'm so good and I'm the best because I'm earning so much money and 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 uh, and when that kicks in, um, the 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 other language that kicks in is and fuck everybody else, fuck you all, and I don't have to uh-huh. talk to anybody, I don't have to deal with you, I don't have to deal with you, and you're nothing, and fuck you, and that's what I'm saying actually, um, energetically, not so much in the language, but in the the energy of a lot of that, you know, I'm I'm there now, you know, and so they're having to deal with that, so. I think it's more about coming back into that middle and going, mm, I'm rich and I'm also owning my stuff and I'm following my path and this is what it looks like for me in this lifetime. Oh, God, you just touched on so much, like so much good <laughs> stuff in there. You're just like, oh, right? Because it's so, so, so true. It's like the the extremes, the extremes, the extremes. And it's like, we see it in the the online world, the spiritual world, and just in in everyday life too, right? Like the addiction to 
either being on that high and being better than and being, you know, that and then using that to avoid dealing with anything unpleasant or then the low of, oh, blah, 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 right. And, you know, the, the suffering and the pain and that like extreme, extreme, you know, it's the, the, the pendulum between like the low extreme victim. I have no power. All right. And then the other side and I'm right. And now I don't have to, you know, I get to be on my pedestal, but neither one of those is, is connection. It's not embodied true understanding of us as expressions of consciousness yep it's just an extreme and those extremes have to play out once when we've been in the trauma victim for a while and then we step into our what i say our sort of doing some healing with our solar plexus energy and our light working we we can swing the other way and i've seen a lot of my students do that and get into that sort of angry arrogant because you know you're swinging you're sort of trying to own the shadow of the other aspect of of yourself and and some people are getting kind of um I wouldn't say stuck there but I, I would say stabilizing their high there um which isn't necessarily healthy for anybody themselves or examples however I, th- I think that it has had to be played out because of the where we've come from with the you know the witches being burnt at the stake and all that stuff stuff being the victims and all that for expressing our power so it is about owning our power but it's also about um authenticity as and like you said connectedness as well with everybody yes 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 because it is it's a natural like, like we're all familiar with like the emotional right frequency scale and it's like that victim energy is one of the densest lowest vibration it's like we step into that moment of maybe feeling angry or well now I'm powerful right and it's like a natural progression but it is so crucial to continue through the evolution and not stay there because in that place it's still perpetuating this idea of like you know separation and divide and I'm right and they're wrong and it's like no we have to continue until we're into love which means loving all of it, even maybe the people we don't agree with or the ones that, you know, want to do things there, right? Whatever it might be, when we can truly hold that love, that's when we know we're, you know, continuing up that scale. Because I definitely landed there for a minute where I was righteous and I was, you know, and and I was like, okay, this also takes a lot of energy to like maintain, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I I was able to continue because it was like, okay, yes, I feel fall but that doesn't feel correct either and that that's not my place to then stay because I wasn't power hungry you know and so I think when we've spent a lot of time invicted that that power can be very seductive it can be very um addictive and so it's just so key to continue the evolution so we don't then live there like you're saying yeah, it's 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 uh, fascinating, isn't it? The evolution of consciousness. Um, you know, yes, we're everything. We get to act it all out. Everybody's a mirror, and we can jump on the train of wanting to be part of that mirror and get lost for a bit. And it's 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 if we can look at it like a movie a little bit, and and if we can actually take a little step back and and be love loving ourselves enough to go, I fell into that. Uh, for a bit um like you said and own it and not like hate 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 on ourselves over it and just go no no I'll do that occasionally I'm sure I will too I'll be off traveling and I'll probably find that I get into something that I go oh crap crap I got lost in that for a bit or whatever it's okay it's all it's all good um if we can sort of love ourselves in advance and and you know if and then we can be more forgiving to others as well as ourselves um when they're in that as well Oh my God, that just, that's like my whole, because you know what, as someone who spent so long being in such deep self judgment, everything was this, oh my God. And I can't believe, right. All my anxiety. And I was just constantly hyper-focused. I'm like, and it's like, no, 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 hang on. It's, it's not that serious. None of it's that serious. And when we can stop taking ourselves so dang seriously, that's what then lets us not take everybody else so seriously. Because when we really understand what we're doing here and that we are just expressions of this grand symphony, right? Like a 
orchestra? Playing different instruments and we are just different expressions and it's all going to work out in the end. That's what we forget. It's all going to work out in the end. And we get so, even with the purpose converse, oh, this is my purpose. And it has to become this big cross that everybody's bearing. And you know what? It's, it's just, it, not it's to make a, light, but to make light. It's not that serious. Like, yeah. We're not- yeah. It's, 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 it, every day is a different purpose too. Sometimes it's like, what's my purpose yes. today? Okay. Let's just be in the day. And, 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 um, and, we link all our little purposes together and it creates a big purpose and we just go, Oh, that happened. Um, so, you know, um, I, I just think that it's a, a really, it is great to be in the lightness of our life and it certainly, we need a body to do that. So I just want to impress people on that today that, that, that are listening that, that, that yeah, our body's a gift and it's bloody so much easier with the body to do it. So, you know, while you got it, like, work it like in a light way in a playful way but with with the attitude of I'm worth it yeah yes and really just just you know do it do it get a community get a guide get a coach get a healer get a therapist get somebody you know and just do it because the the lightness and the joy that comes when we really recognize and expand and evolve it's so worth it yeah, it is. It is indeed. Um, well, thank you so much for your beautiful light shining in on us today. And I've really felt so comfortable talking about all these little dark corners that we shone the light in. It's been really freaking awesome. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Michelle, too. And I feel the same with you. It's just such an easy, natural conversation for us. So yeah. I just I love chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And please let everybody know where you where they can find you too if they want to connect up with you and, and your divinity on this path and as a, an amazing coach is 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 such a gift that you have on offer. Thank you. Yeah, on any social media, predominantly on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, just as I am Lynn's Caracardi. Um, and you can, you know, drop it in the show notes or whatever. My last yeah. name's a little bit twister but yeah I'm, I'm all over so and I'm the only one nobody has my name so that's nice yeah yeah all right well that's perfect thank you so much for joining us Lindsay thank you everybody for listening and please um you know stay stay in your hope stay in the day stay in your body reach out um we, we all we all have so many people that are in your corner like on this side and the other side that want to So please, please, please do that. And um, big love to everybody today and every day. Bye for now.